Hi, my name is Margaret, and you have ventured your way into the Beautiful Collision podcast. I believe when the bad, messy, hard parts of your life collide with the good, amazing, great parts of your life, they make you into the beautiful person that you are. On this podcast, you are going to hear from people from all walks of life, and my hope is that you resonate with some and embrace your own story. Hey friends, hey podcast listeners, I'm excited for this episode today. It's actually a break in our Where Are They Now series, and it is a special episode. Um, It is a collaboration episode. So I collaborated with my friend Carrie McFarland on her podcast, which is a socially responsible podcast. So this episode is being streamed on my podcast and her podcast, and we actually recorded a conversation we had on community. So we've been having this conversation for a really long time on just our thoughts and and really trying to understand what the importance of community is. But now more than ever in this time of COVID-19, what does that look like? So we dive into that. We dive into what we really feel like we are learning about what community should look like going forward what um, what it should be, the importance of it, how it's just really a non-negotiable, that it's just evident. And I think COVID-19 heightens it, but it's just evident that community and having people and doing life with people is a necessity. And so I really hope you enjoy this episode. You can check out her Socially, Re- Socially Responsible podcast. That's the title on Anchor, um, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify as well. I will show you her graphic in our show notes. That way you can see it and go check it out. But I really hope you enjoy this conversation. This is a special episode um, and me and her can just talk for hours. So you're really just going to feel again, like you're just sitting in a room with us, having a conversation with us or listening into the conversation. And at the end, we may or may not talk about dating in COVID. So definitely check out this episode. I hope you enjoy it. There are a few parts where the Wi-Fi goes in and out, but what can you do? This is the time we're in using Zoom. So just bear with us. Um, Listen to the whole thing. You'll get, you'll still get a lot of the information that we're trying to give and the gist of it. So just bear through the parts where it goes in and out. It's mostly at the beginning within the first 10 minutes. Um, But yeah, keep listening. Uh, This is super exciting. I waved though you can't see us, but uh, (laughs) this is super exciting because this is a two in one podcast right now. And two in one. And that voice you just heard is my sweet friend, Carrie. Hello, beautiful Collision podcast listeners. Yeah. My name is, yes. Should I go ahead and introduce myself? Mm-hmm. And for those of you that are only familiar with the Social Responsible podcast, you're also hearing the Margaret Kazeeway just intro right there. And she has a podcast called The Beautiful Collision. And I have a podcast called The Social Responsible Podcast. So this is, for the first time ever, a mashup of the two podcasts together 
where she and I get to talk. So Margaret, why don't you tell some of my listeners what the Beautiful Collision Podcast is about? Yes. Okay. So hello, people um, that listen to the Socially Responsible Podcast. Um, Beautiful Beautiful Collision Podcast is an interview-based podcast, which is probably what you're used to with the Socially Responsible as well. Um, But we really, um, it's a platform for people to come on and share their stories and just really share their hearts and really understand how um, the good, the bad, the ugly, um, the great in their lives, how they really collide and make them into the beautiful person that you are. That's literally my, basically my intro to my podcast. Um, And so, yeah, so I'm really excited to be on the Socially Responsible podcast. And to my listeners at Beautiful Collision, I'm collaborating today, again, like I said, with the Socially Responsible podcast, and the host is my dear friend, Carrie. We used to actually be roommates. She's married now, um, and she's been on our po- the Beautiful Collision podcast before. So I've been on the podcast, yeah. Yeah, so go check out her episode. I can't remember what number it was, but go check that out, um, and, and um, yeah, Carrie, why don't you introduce what the Socially Responsible Podcast is to the Beautiful Collision family that's listening. That's cool. I definitely don't have as clear as a mission statement as, <laughs> um, as Beautiful Collision Podcast does. So the Social Responsible Podcast is put on through City Life Church, um, which is the church that Margaret and I both attend, and I'm the missions director there. And during this time during COVID, um, I just wanted to take advantage of to communicate with throughout the week that are um, living their lives and their careers through social responsibility, which is um, a big part of our mission statement at City Life Church to be Christ-centered, spirit-empowered, and socially responsible. And so that is the, the kind of action side of our mission statement. So um, people, both of our podcasts are interview-based and and so we both get a chance to talk to awesome people. And so on the Social Responsible Podcast, we have since talked about human trafficking as a big one, um, children who are abandoned or abused. Um, we talk about trauma. And, um, and so this time, we have a really great subject that still goes along with the same theme. So Margaret, what are we talking about today? We are talking about community. So... Community. Yes. So if you know Carrie and I to any degree, (laughs) community is like community and discipleship in a lot of ways, but community is something that is near and dear to our heart, this topic. And I just remember when we lived, we lived together for about two and a half years and we just talked about the nuances of community all the time, like all the time, all the time, all the time. And so, um, it's going to be, I'm really excited about this topic today because we're really talking about it in light of the season we're in in light of COVID. So we're all in COVID, the whole world's in COVID um, in light of all of that. So I'm really just kind of excited for you guys to hear our thoughts. Um, We are two people that really feel like the Lord has given us some insight into this, but we're not experts, (laughs) but we got some thoughts on it. So we're going to go there. (laughs) 
With, now, ex, being experts in community, I would say that if there is such a thing, I mean, I think that we're, we're pretty close, at least, because we've lived in community and we've done community. True. Um, strive to. So, you know, I, yeah. So, I, not, maybe not experts and scholars right. in that kind of way. I think experts in community, we've, we've done it. We've done it. We've spent some years thinking about it, praying about it, searching yes for it in times where we didn't have it and so I think that's just what we want to what we want to talk about today yeah yes awesome and this is weird because literally usually when we do we've done our podcast we've been in person so we're on zoom um and so uh we're I am already praying through the technical difficulties because I think there is some delays so sorry in advance but it is what it is this is this is life <laughs> This is life, right? It's not like a social thing. It's just, it's a, it's a technological thing. If you hear delays, because whenever you and I talk, it's almost like, you know, we can't even get, you know, word in between. It's like, it's always back and forth real quick. So it's just, it's just technology, guys. It's just technology. Yeah. yeah. So um, I think to begin, um, or kind of how we'll get, get started is, Maybe we can talk about, Carrie, like, why, why we think community is important first and foremost. Like, why it's been such a huge thing in our lives and in our hearts and the importance of it. And then we can kind of go from there. So do you want to start off, Carrie? Yeah. Yeah, that's a great idea. I think that um, just in general is really, really helpful and so I think that my experience when I recognized why community was so helpful was probably in high school. Um, I was in a youth group, um, much like a lot of Christians who grew up as Christians in their youth, I guess. You're usually part of a youth group. And, um, you know, whenever, like before I was really a Christian, it was just about a social outing. And so there was something different than just like, um, it was just fun to hang out with my friends. But I think after I really became a Christian, I realized that I needed to be around people that um, that knew that knew that Jesus was the love of my life and were going to point me back to him in any moments of either temptation or um, or what have you that I, I knew that I needed that, that I couldn't do it by myself because I, I think I watched other adults in my life strive for the same thing. So it was, it was an example, but then it's all, it was also just something that was like, just made sense after I came to know Jesus. And so um, I kind of formed my own little community of, uh, of girls, of other teenage girls who also had an affection for Jesus. And that's been one thing that I think that it has been kind of true in my life throughout, like, that has, hasn't really changed since I followed Jesus, um, is that if it doesn't seem like anyone's pursuing me, like, I will go after somebody. <laughs> I will go after someone to encourage and then to also encourage me. Like, it's just something that, like, I know that I can't go without. Yeah. So, yeah, so we were in high school and then in college, it's usually especially college, it was really easy um, because it's, it was so easy because you're right there in your own little bubble. Mm -hmm. And um, there were so many people who were like-minded for me in college. And that was, I know not everybody's experience, not everybody has that. But for me, it was that way. And you were kind of a little band of misfits that all really 
loved Jesus. And, um, so, and we just, yeah, we did life together. Like if I was sick, they would come and help me. Um, and so, yeah. And then I think that it got harder. It's, it's continually getting more complex as I get older, mm-hmm. but, um, because people's schedules and it just seems like every, as you get older, you're supposed to be more independent. We're probably going to go into this later for sure. I know you're probably going to hit this too, but, um, but it's still nevertheless important. So, um, yeah, I think that it's meant to encourage. Um, I think there's also an aspect of, um, just of course, not, not, I know that I would have a lot smaller view of God if I didn't have other people who also had the Holy Spirit around me. Like Mm -hmm. if I didn't also witness, bear witness to the Holy Spirit inside of them, then I would, I feel like my, my theology of how amazing and how uh, awesome God is would be a lot smaller and a lot um, more shallow. Mm-hmm. So if anything, community has helped me see like the glory of who God is more for sure. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's good. Thanks, Carrie. Yeah. Mine's very similar. And I think mine will start a more, uh, well, you said this in college too, but um I mean, I just, I think some people will, would see me or if they, you know me well, and they would say, Margaret, you know, the reason you love community so much is because you're an extrovert. Um, and um, that may make it like a tad bit easier to find, to go after it, but I, I don't think that's the case at all. Um, and we're going to kind of debunk that later too, but um, I just have seen that um, community in my life has helped me see things in me that need to be like uprooted and need to be changed and there's just a real reality that if you only believe that um like the lord is just going to i mean he does convict you so let me say that but if he's just if it's just going to be you and him and he um, is just going to convict you and you're always going to see it. Like you're not going to have any blinders. I think that's really naive, you know, like I think that's really um, not realistic because we're human. So we're like, and we're, we're born of the flesh. And so naturally we have like blinders and things in our own life. So if there's not people around you too, that are helping you see what you can't see about yourselves, because, um, yeah, there's a lot of things, a lot of times I feel like I have not been able to see about myself that community, like just in my life has helped me see. And so I think just to kind of add a different spin to what Carrie said, because I think everything Carrie said is kind of why I love it. But I think the other part too was just, I've grown and, and seen things in me. Communities help me see things in me that I haven't seen in my, in my, um, in myself. So they help call out those things and they help me not just look through the lens of my blinders and my eyes, but look through, like, look at a bird's eye view, look at it with a bird's eye view situation. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, so that's been, that's just been really helpful. Um, I think the other reason it's important, I just think, <laughs> I just don't see anywhere, anywhere in scripture where, um, and me, us being Christians, I don't think anywhere in scripture where Jesus, like, really had us created us to do life alone like I just think it's not like it's not an option that he gave to like if you want to have community you can like 
I think it's, right. it's just like in essence, I mean, Jesus is community in himself. So I think, um, you know, the Holy Spirit, the Trinity, you know, all that kind of stuff. And so, and he like was always with community all the time. Like he, he walked with a, a group of people, like he did life with a group of people. Um, and so, yeah, I just see, I just don't see how it's possible to do life alone. Um, and I just don't see where it says ever to do life alone. So I, I'll stop there for now, but like, that's kind of why. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, as you were saying that, um, and I mentioned to you before, um, I was going back through this book called gospel in life and, uh, highly recommend it highly recommend it to do it, to read through it in community, because that's the best it's going to be. But um, it's by Tim Keller, and there's this part that I thought was really interesting. It's 1 Thessalonians 5.11, and it says there, and to encourage, and we, I think we think of encourage as like just, like it, as if it could be done from a far off place, from people who don't really know you, like if they just, like on social media, for example. But in the Greek, I don't know what the Greek word, I don't know how to pronounce it, but in the Greek, that word encourage means to come very close, to come very close and cheer and support that person on, on a journey, which I think is so cool. Like, and that, that's, that's what we're doing. And there's so much in scripture. I mean, Galatians 6 is, is um, I mean, hugely important when talking about community. And I love how Matt Chandler says, I'm just, I'm just throwing out a lot of other, other people who said cool things about community, but um, he talks, he says one anothering Mm. that that's like, it's like a form of worship. The, the one another's every time you say love one another, carry one another's burdens, carry each other's burdens, you know, all of the others, uh, the one anothering. And so I love that he like made that a verb um, instead of just community as a noun, it's like the one anothering is a verb and Mm -hmm. it has to be, you can't do it by yourself. You literally can't. So to fulfill scripture and to fulfill what these things are saying, if you can't do it by yourself, Mm -hmm. it's impossible. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Oh, that's so good. Oh my gosh. That's so good. I was thinking one of the things I was talking about earlier, um, I'm just going to go into it. Um, but we've talked a lot about, um, um, or recently, especially just this idea of, um, how, we live in a culture that is very um like very individualistic and very um like the goal is to become as independent as possible you remember we talked about that yeah yeah and um and 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 how kind of that idea almost pushes you away from wanting to do life with people um and yeah i mean i don't know if you want to start or, or what but um I think one of the things, you know, that has been interesting to me with just our culture and our world, um, and it's now affecting, I feel like, you know, right now is just this idea of like, as you get older and as you become adult, you need to become more and more individualized and adulting kind of means like being as independent as possible. Um, and I think sometimes the negative of that is that you know, we turn into these people that, like, can't ask for help, that, like, can't even, like, have to know and learn how to do everything, and we can't rely on each other or a body of people or, you know, and so, and we become so siloed. Even this idea of, like, living alone, 
And people are going to, I know people are going to push Uh-oh. back on this. <laughs> I know people are going to be pushed back on this, but you know, it's so funny because that is such a, a thing that is, is, has come up as Western culture has grown. But if you look in the Bible and you look in some of these older cultures, people never lived alone. Like people lived within a community or even lived within their homes until they, you know, got married or, or whatever and maybe left. But there was there was never this idea of being siloed, even living alone. Like right. you couldn't even survive. You can't survive living on your own, you yeah. know, before, but now you can't. Now everything exists to to make that possible. Yeah. For you and your little little pod to exist and thrive thrive, you know, yeah. quotations. But yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, I was gonna ask you why like why why do you think that's dangerous i know we've talked about this but like just this i this kind of shift that our that this culture our culture has kind of turned into you danger in the sense of um how it's affecting community well i think that um it creates a false sense of independence um that and also as if this is like a as if it's a rite of passage that you have to and I think in, in millennials, it's really getting to that point. It was like, this is a rite of passage. I can live by myself now. And if I can do that well, then I can have a family. Then I can, you know, if I, if I can do that, then it's like, I proved to myself that I'm like, you know, if something goes wrong and if it's just me on my own. And um, I was listening also to uh, a podcast and the preacher was saying, that living alone for, for especially those who are single, who are very much choosing to, to live by themselves, um, it, it, it produces a tendency to just be self-seeking, just like, just like nuclear families can focus just on nuclear families. Mm. So, I mean, it's not just the one person living by themselves, but it's a, it's, it's any, I think it's any, um, like any nuclear group that is just seeking after the good of their own in their in their in their little like hobbit hole for example and I think that's what I think of a lot of times is like want to live and gain and and build their own castles while other people are hurting and in alongside them so we weren't, I don't think that we were created for that. And I think it's really, it's dangerous over a long time too, is if, if I had lived by myself for a long amount of time, honestly, I know that not a lot of people may agree with this, but it, I just think about how hard it would have been to like, to move in with another person that I have to share everything with. That there's, and, and just that stark difference is so crazy. Like if I hadn't lived with you, Margaret, then I would probably become really protective of like, you know, my, my milk and my, you know, my things. And I wouldn't be thinking about, I, cause I wouldn't have to, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have to be thinking about anyone else and serving them. And I just think that, that, that it's not as a vibrant, it's not as a vibrant life as, as one could have. So. Yeah. I mean, so, and I, I think about this and again, I know so many people are going to be like, but I think about this generally a lot of times the people want to live by themselves I mean and the things I hear from friends is I want my own space I want to be able to like 
do what I want to do when I want to do it. Not necessarily bad things, but you know, just like not like I want to be able to have my space, that freedom, yeah, my space, my privacy to do what I want, to not have to think about somebody else, you know, to not have to worry about someone else's like, you know, wh where we're different on how we live life. And I'll almost go to say that, um, like, when you hear those things over, like when you hear someone say that over and over, I was like, well, doing life with people, that's the opposite of, that's just such the opposite of doing life with people. And, it, and in some ways it might be a little bit selfish. And just because, I know me and Carrie, <laughs> we make when we say things that people, we know people are going to disagree with. But, um, you know, because I'm like, but literally, if you look at, the gospel of like love God and love people and how he's told us to love people. It's all sacrificial. And for any of you that listening to Carrie's point that wants to get married, I mean, you're going to have to do that, you know, in marriage anyways. And even if you're not looking to get married, I'm like, what, how beautiful is it to live with somebody and learn how to basically die to yourself and, and serve somebody else. You know, I, I just don't see any not benefit. And then if we're not even talking about gospel things, right. it's cheaper, you know, yeah. <laughs> like, like all these other things. Well, I was going to say, like, if something, yeah, there's a lot of safety elements to it. There's a, there's a, I mean, if, of course, we're not saying like, don't just live with someone and not set up any boundaries, you know, right. like you, it's okay if you close your bedroom door every once in a while, and just want to be alone. That's fine. Boundaries are a good thing. Don't misunderstand us. But if it becomes like so much of a, of like, if it comes so much about just protecting yourself and your freedoms, then it's become the wrong motive. Like the motive is twisted now, mm -hmm. you know? So. Yeah. Yeah. I just, it's just interesting because I just think um, our whole life as believers is is that sanctification process, and I think you, in community, in community in general, that's where a lot of sanctification happens. A right. Lot. And so, if you are looking to see like where are my blind spots, like where do I, um, where am I selfish? Where am I prideful? Where do I not know how to forgive? Like you're going to learn that doing life with people and even living with people a lot more so than living by yourself. Yes. Yes. And that, that definitely takes a lot of, that takes a lot of intentionality. You know, I would say that, you know, you could have roommates and you could still go to your room and you could still like, there's probably still plenty of people who live together, but don't really live together, mm -hmm. you know? they don't really share life. And that's a difference, isn't it? Like just co cohabitating in the same space doesn't necessarily mean sharing your life with someone else. Yeah. And that takes, that takes a lot more work and it's a lot riskier. You know, like if I'm thinking of in the mind of someone who has lived alone for a while and maybe they have a friend that they want to move in with, or, or maybe they're thinking and praying about it. I'm thinking there's probably a lot of risks, you know, like or it, it could go really badly, you know, but I think ultimately if you, if you really strive to, to be like Margaret is saying, like to be not just seeking after your own self, but like considering someone else, then I don't think you could go, I don't think you could really go wrong. 
I, I, I don't. And, and there will be people that say, and then I'll kind of get off the roommate train, but there will be people that say, well, I've had terrible roommates, <laughs> no crazy roommates or whatever. And, and, and I, and I've had, I've had a one before <laughs> way back when, but I mean, I would, I would almost venture to say you, you learn from that. I'm not saying you stay a terrible abusive I don't mean to whatever degree it is but I will say you probably did learn something from that you know and you probably did grow something from that of just about who you are and and how people operate um so you know I think I I, I think there is there is still a growth moment that happens to that into yeah. growth moment that happens with that which kind of again leads me to my another part that I want to talk about, which we've talked about before, is um, this idea, unless you have something on that. No, no, no. Let's hit it. So this idea also, so let's take out the roommate situation now. We talked about that for yes. idea of also just doing community with the people right around you. Oh, yeah. So one of the biggest things that we've all seen in COVID is you can't, there's so many things we can't do now. So many places are like shut down um, yeah. and we can't see people. Um, um, and so it's like hard to get to people, you know, people, um, some people are, are still going to work or whatever. So we like can't see them. Um, and one of the things I remember when we were on the phone talking one time, we were talking about just how interesting it is because you know, so much of the community we have, um, we have been able, able to like orchestrate in, in some way, um, where we, we have kind of been able to cater like who's going to be our community, who's not going to be our, you know, like who, who we're going to do life with in some ways. Yes. Some yeah. of the Just like we do with our media, our social media, we, we curate our friends list. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and there's a lot of cultures or even back way back when where it was like you you were kind of stuck with the, with the community you got in the surrounding radius. Like literally it was your neighbor. Like your legit yes. two doors down neighbor. Right. Um, and one of the things we talked about is you know, because we don't do life that way anymore, or we don't, we don't know our neighbors anymore, because we're, we are, we have such advancement to just, like, go to certain places and find people we like, and then make a little community out of it, and we don't necessarily know our next door neighbors like we used to, and, like, pursue relationships with them, how it kind of has affected how now we're in COVID, it's harder to be connected. Um, yeah. You can elaborate on that, Kira, because I, I don't know if I explained that well. No, you absolutely did. Like, that is, um, I think that's huge. And I don't think it's just this romantic view of the past that we have that's like, oh, wasn't it great back when, before we had Facebook and before we had, you know, vehicles that could take us across, you know, or whatever. But um, I don't think I really even realized this until until COVID, you know, where we couldn't, we couldn't drive and meet in multitudes. And so it was like, well, who do I see when I go back and forth from the grocery store most of the time? It's going to be the people that are around me, mm -hmm. you know? And then like, who, if something happens 
um, you know, how can I, how can I reach, who am I going to reach out to, um, you know, then it's going to be my neighbors, you know, and I think that that was, that's not a mistake, like, God doesn't put us in places on accident, Mm -hmm. it's very much intentional, I think that we've just, I think that we've become really comfortable with just like, just like you said, I mean, curating our friends, we, you know, we'll drive 20 minutes to see our, our best friends, but we won't talk to the person that we love right next to and I mean living in apartments you're like literally sharing the wall <laughs> I mean, you know the families next to us can probably hear me saying this you know like but um it takes a lot of intentionality but um I think that loving our neighbor it, I think that we always took that as it could mean it, it could mean a really broad thing it really your neighbor could be the person across the world you know blah because they're a fellow human but what if it literally, what if it literally means the people next to you? Like, yeah. what if it, what if it, it doesn't have this broad, like whenever we read neighbor, we're thinking about, you know, again, we're thinking about the people all over the place or whatever. What if we literally just took it as the person that's living next to us? Because when certain things happen like COVID, these are, these are the people that you're going to see, you know? Um, at least physically, you know, like I can't see, can't see my best friends because, um, they, you know, this is the way that we see each other most of the time. So, um, so yeah, I think that if we, if we really take it as literally, then there's a lot of options that we could have. And, um, and I think it just wouldn't be wasting the reason why we're in one place. Um, Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, no, I, I want to echo off of that. You know, when you said that just got my wheels, my brains thinking, but, you know, honing in on this, what if love your neighbor literally meant your neighbor? And in a lot of ways, I mean, if you think of when the Bible was written, I mean, it probably did. Like, it, it probably meant, you know, you know, your your neighbor. But I, I love that you said that because I think it's true. I think, and I think that's why people get so stressed about like, what does it mean to love your neighbor? Like, what does that look like? Like, blah, blah, blah. Because it seems so big of a task because you're thinking when you say that, you're thinking about like every single person in the world you come in contact with. And I'm not saying you shouldn't love those people, but like, and then you start to think, you know, how can I serve all these people? There's so many neighbors, but if everyone focused, if every person every christian focus literally on their neighbor next to them mm-hmm. if every single one of us focus on on that simultaneously then we would all be like hitting like collectively the world <laughs> you know like if everyone yeah. yeah focused on the people that were in a two mile radius of them literally physically the people oh. that they share a wall with that yeah. realistically should be the person you should probably like go ask for you know hey I need like sugar or I need help with my car yes versus like calling my friend hey can you come help me with my car who lives 20 minutes away like realistically it probably should be your neighbor if we all focus on that person I I wonder how much that would just change the world we could reach so many people yes Oh, yes. Stressing about like, okay, like what, what neighbor group should I go find or what group? Yes. Yes. (laughs) It makes it so much more palatable. Yes. You know, as if like, oh yeah. Okay. God has, it has everyone in mind, all of my loved ones that I can't see right now. And what if he's just calling me to love the people that are 
like literally the closest to me. Okay. I can, I can, I can swallow that a little bit more than, you know, love the whole world. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And it seems, it just seems more realistic. And then it, it, your real, your brain starts to think more like, okay, I know what I can practically do because they're right there. Like I, I know that I can invite them over once a week, literally every week, because it seems more, like you said, palatable. And so I think that's something all of you listening should just be thinking about. And we say this with conviction to ourselves, because again, I, this this is true revelation that has happened for both of us in COVID because I don't, and I say that because I don't know my, I literally don't know my neighbors. I live in an apartment complex. I don't know the person across from me. I don't know the person right next to me. Never even met them, you know? Um, and, um, it's, it is, it is interesting because, um, yeah, it's a conviction to me. I was like, what if we all shifted to just our neighbors? To just- yeah. Yeah. You cut out for a little bit, but I'm, I'm pretty sure I knew what you were saying. <laughs> telepathy. Um, but yeah, I think it's, I think that that's, um, if anything, just a challenge yeah. that this podcast, I hope, in, encourages to come close to come very close like you're hearing us in your ears right now so we're somewhat close to you and to encourage anyone who in during COVID right now like we'll get very specific about like this time in history mm-hmm. um, and what people may be feeling um, you know I think that there's a lot and and there's some very real truth to taking this time to focus on yourself to focus on the things that you need to get healthy in that you need to do that, that they're just there and there's a lot but I think that as as long as COVID continues to exist before you know as, as long as this social distancing continues to exist we can't we cannot partner with self-indulgence anymore mm-hmm. you know there will be there was a point I think in all of us where we have to choose um we have to choose to to love, uh, to do the one anothering, to to branch out into um, the people that are around us, mm-hmm. and so I think I think it it's just a challenge. You're just challenging folks right now. It's really comfortable, and it would be very easy for us to just stay in our own little bubbles where it's safe. And um, I just don't think that I think that there's much more. I think there's much more to be done and to do it safely. I, and, and I'm still learning how to, I'm still learning how to love our neighbors that are right next to us. I mean, I'm like any chance we can get to water plants to, um, mm-hmm. you know, to talk to the, talk to the neighbor kids when we can, like to make those little connections, to say good morning, to look into their eyes. I'm trying to do that, but I think there's a, okay, let's like those wheels, the brakes were just, hit you know with COVID but like let's let's begin to let's begin to take those that our foot back off the brake and move forward to serving one another mm-hmm. because it would be really sad to come out of this and, and that not be the case that we didn't that we didn't at least try to get creative which how we were going to still live in community during this time so I think that's all I was going to say yeah no absolutely just getting creative and thinking about how to you know I think echoing that, thinking about how to go to the person next to you. Um, and in some ways, I mean, you'll wear masks and stuff, but in some ways, you know, it's safer because it, at least you're just with the 10 people, you know, five or six people that are your neighbors. Um, mm-hmm. 
you can sit around or sit in your hallways or whatever and you start to build community or friendships with them and aren't going out where a million people are you know and so you know yeah. I, um one of the things we've talked about before is again community used to be community um used to be so much uh like you didn't go out for community like your community was was again the people that were in the two mile ra radius of you and generally like i think we see uh the jesus a lot like when he left when he went out when he went away from his like he went away from his community re to retreat to do his like retreating to do his um, right to do his alone time he yes. left to be alone but came back to the home and to the to the like the i guess yeah. gathering or the neighborhood um to to do life um yeah you want to yes. yeah 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 well yeah i mean because that's what we noticed there was always special mention when jesus went off to be alone um which might mean that it it didn't happen like that he wasn't alone all the time because we have accounts of what he did, what he said, and that only comes with people being around him. Mm -hmm. And I think Jesus was very intentional about that, not just so that people could witness, could witness who he is, but I think also to give us an example mm -hmm. of, of how to do it, that in your primary living, in your, in your primary life doing, you're doing it with people, but then whenever you whenever it's time to retreat, then that's when you, you, you be alone instead yeah. of the opposite, which is exactly what you're saying. So yeah. I think we've, in, we've inverted it. Yeah. Yeah, we definitely have. And so I think to bring it to like modern times. So again, a lot of times people will live alone or be alone. And the majority of their life is like, I would say 80% alone. And then they go out, like whether that means to like a coffee shop or you know a restaurant to be with community and people and then they come back and do most of their life and i mean like wake up like go, you know do most of that life in their seclusion where i we really think that when we look at jesus life it was the opposite he did most of his life i would say 90 percent of his life with his disciples and then he would go for Bert's like spurts i don't know the word spurts at a time to be alone and pray we know i mean we know he's in the wilderness for like 40 days i mean there's that but like he'd go out and pray but then come back and do the life part with people and so yeah. i think bringing that back full circle back to what we we're saying at the beginning of we really believe that majority of your life is supposed to be done with other people you do have that time where you need to seclude and go you know be by yourself with you and the lord or just be by yourself but that should actually be less yes than than the time you are with people and so i know some of you introverts are like well i'm an introvert <laughs> but i will say this and i will say this i have a lot of introverted friends that have actually still said quarantine especially those that live alone maybe not those with husbands or kids but i have a lot of introverted friends that have said quarantine has been hard like this oh, this season yeah. has been hard and i think it, it goes back to that point because even as an introvert you weren't meant for that much time by yourself you just weren't like yeah. you weren't created yeah. 
you know mm-hmm. and I, so I have a I do have introverted friends that live by themselves who have said like just this need to be around people in ways that they've never had and I think it's just yeah. because you weren't you weren't created for that much alone time you just were not yeah, yeah. oh my goodness and I think there's something to be said with even a, a like a tactile um connection that people have that I mean we see that in in newborn babies that babies need that physical touch and that it helps them grow and develop and um and we as humans you know they say that like you know if you if you're feeling a lot of anxiety to hold yourself you know to wrap your arms around yourself and it's because those sensory elements help you feel like you're not alone Mm-hmm. You, you're kind of like tricking yourself and there's there's books on this and and you know there's more psychologists who can give more examples of that but but something about I mean just being in physical proximity of another person can still have that same um that same comfort mm-hmm. and um and I think it's because we very much are a body mm-hmm. that met, is meant to work in tandem with one another not apart you know I mean that's that's what Paul talks about. He talks about, you know, to one, the heart, to one, the mind, to one, the foot, you know, but they're not supposed to be separate. They don't work apart from each other. Mm-hmm. And so, um, so I think that, I think like we're saying for the introverts, for the people who have social anxiety, I think that, I think that there's probably very legitimate reasons why those things exist. Right. I don't think that that's what we're not saying that, that it's not legit that it's not, you know, that's not real for you. We're not saying that you have to be the life of the party in every place that you go to. But um, I think what we are saying is that, that you can still be exactly who you are. um, And maybe not around 20 people, but maybe just two that you share your life with. Yeah. And it, it takes an amount of bravery, but through the Holy Spirit, he will empower you to do it. Mm-hmm. And then, and then, and then watch what happens. Mm-hmm. I think, um, yeah. taking that it's, it's, it's definitely a step of faith for some people. Some people, it doesn't take that much faith to, to go to a social outing and some people it does, mm-hmm. but, um, I don't think that you would regret it. I yeah. don't think that, I don't think that it, it would be a regret. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I just want to definitely emphasize that what Carrie said of we're not, we're not saying those things aren't real. Social anxiety isn't real or you, you don't get drained um and so we're not asking everyone some people just are not going to be around 20 people all the time ever but i think doing doing life with someone i don't think there's a number on community um you know i think it's just doing life with someone so i think in covid now my encouragement to everyone listening is like how are you doing that i mean i i would say i would say this um too. you know if, if you are not doing any sort of community right now I would say pray about two people maybe two or one three or something where you could reach out and say hey I just really need this community right now and if that means the three of you guys zoom once a week or twice a week or if that means that maybe but all three of you guys, guys know where you've been and so y'all are all super quarantined so maybe just the three of you like that becomes your quarantine crew, quote unquote. But maybe the three of you guys just hang out once, once, a, once a month because you all three know you don't go somewhere. Whatever feels safest to you. But I would, I would pray about ways to do it um, if if you are if you are struggling because 
um, and, and be intentional about it. Like Carrie said, it, it's intentionality. Don't just think it's going to be natural. I think one of the biggest things Carrie said is the older you get, the harder it is because not everyone is intentional about community. And so it might take you saying, hey, I need this. You know, like, can we do this? Um, so I would, I would just think about that. Yeah, I think that that's really good, Margaret. I think I think praying about one or two people is a, is a great thing. And I think that I'm really thankful for people during this time who reached out to me um, and like that I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have normally just because I, I just know that although we're in quarantine, I, there's always that thought of like, I just don't want to be a burden on other people, you know? And there's some people that I'm like, I know that they're probably not going to text me, but I'm going to text them anyway. Mm -hmm. And so there's this reciprocity kind of happening, which is cool. And so I don't think that, I don't think I figured out how to do this perfectly by any means to do community and COVID. But whenever I was kind of going through some of these one another scriptures, I was thinking, you know what, like, cause yeah, I think you and I kind of talked about how can we even do this in Corona? Like this changes everything. But actually whenever I read through some of these, scriptures it actually was like okay no like I can do that I can do that now you know and I just think that like I was saying before if you trust the Holy Spirit to um to help you in your in your life then why wouldn't the Holy Spirit be so involved in this aspect of your life too mm -hmm. you know with the social with having social anxiety or not wanting to be around people like just like just pray about it make it simple and, um, and pray that God would give you that desire. Maybe it's not even a desire of yours, but maybe, but I, I believe that the Holy Spirit will help you, mm -hmm. help you, um, during this. So, yep. I also think Go ahead. on the less spiritual side, come on girl. <laughs> um, I also think that this is such a great time for people who are single that may not want to be, <laughs> to um to get to know one another I think that if if um if my brothers that are listening that um you know I, I just think that if you <laughs> if you desire to be married and um this is such a great time to get to know people and like I mean you and I have friends who have dated and now gotten engaged during this season because yes what else do you have to do than to get to know someone else for that purpose? You know, like it's such, it's such a great, it, it's actually a really great playing field for, for dating to happen. I'm just saying, I'm just saying. I'm just saying COVID has truly stripped, stripped back the layers. And I think this is probably cliche of, you know, material things and being busy I think everyone in the world has said that but I think in a lot of ways it has given people a platform to communicate better and just to have conversation because that's pretty much all we have now we can't just do yeah. activities and so in friend whether that be in friendship or whether that be in a pursuit of a new relationship right. um, I mean I think this is the perfect you yeah. know here's the perfect scenario you can just talk and get right. to people Yes. Well, I have two thoughts specifically now of just one, if you are thinking, well, I don't want, I, maybe this feeling is just coming up because I don't want to be alone. I don't want to be lonely. Don't shoo that away as if it's a terrible thing. 
Right. Don't, don't just say like, okay, well, I'm actually not going to date right now because I just don't want to be lonely. You know, I, I think that maybe the, that loneliness exists for you to make movement towards not being lonely anymore. <laughs> Do you know? You know what I mean? And of course, you don't want to just jump into anything willy nilly. But if you're, if you in your mind just kind of think about like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna pursue or I'm not gonna, and the other person that I'm thinking about is potentially maybe some girls that are thinking, well, he may just be contacting me because he's lonely. Well, why is that a bad thing? You know, he's no, like he or she is noticing that there's something that um, they've got love to give. And, um, of course you have to discern and pray about if that person is genuine, but I'm just saying loneliness is not a, is not a bad reason to, we all who have dated and gotten married at one point realized like my life was great before, but now it's even better, you know? So there had to be some measure of like, it can be better to actually move towards move towards something different you know what I'm trying to say you know, I'm making yeah. sense Margaret no you're making you're making sense I mean I think I mean I think it, it we're not just saying this in English I think that's everything we've been saying this whole podcast in a lot of ways because you know again I mean scripture talks about we weren't meant to do life alone we weren't meant you know we weren't meant to be alone and I'm not saying again that everyone's going to get married so don't don't no, no, that's, no, that's not what I'm saying. Don't hear what I'm not saying. But I'm just saying if, if the aspect of I'm alone and feel lonely is there and you're like, and it gives you this ability to think maybe, maybe I should talk to this person right now. Um, maybe your blinders were on before because you were so busy. And, and, and now, oh, say that. You know, your blood is around before because you were so busy and now there is this feeling of, oh, I do, I do want this. And I know some people are like, well, you know, we don't want, we don't want to do that because um, we don't want them to feel, or that person to just want to fill a loneliness void. And I think, I think you got to be careful because there's a difference between I'm pursuing somebody because I need them to complete me versus I'm pursuing somebody because I realize like I want to do life with somebody. Like, I, th- I think those are two very different. I do think those right. are two very different things. And right. So, um, you know, I, I feel like if you are confident in who Jesus is and you know that he is your, um, what's the word I'm looking for? That he, he, your identity is in him. And mm-hmm. yeah, I don't need this person, but I, why, why, why not? This is a perfect time. <laughs> like, why not? So Yeah. Yeah. I think it's definitely, and I've heard a pastor say this before of, um, I think we all, and I think you and I have talked about it, um, that there is, whenever you have this love inside of you, especially from God, I mean, that's like, he overflows. There's this overflowing um, love that you have that you pour out, right? And you pour it out to God, but you also pour it out for, and that can actually encourage and love others too. And so I think that that within dating, within, um, but, but that doesn't just mean romantically. Yeah. You know, if, if you're someone that feels like I have so much love to give, I have, I have so much care to give, then, um, don't just wait around and sit on that, you know, like 
I think find someone that may be younger in, in their life that, that may need someone to walk them through how to apply for a job or how to, um, or how to do marriage well, or how to, you know, I mean, just it, we're talking about mentorship now and discipleship, which is not necessarily different from community. It's definitely an aspect of community, Mm -hmm. but I think just like this overflow of love, if you feel that of just like, man, I just, I just don't know. It's like a muscle that I have that I I know not flexing. You gotta, you gotta work it out. You gotta work it out. Basically what we're saying is you're, the, your desire to love someone or love people or desire for to be have a companion and to like do life with somebody is from the lord it's yeah. from the lord yes it's thank you Martin. and yeah. why not a better time when your life is a little bit slower than it's probably ever been in some ways to pursue that and get to know somebody and communicate in that that's not it's not a, it's not a bad thing your, your life might be slower, so God can do that. <laughs> so just, right. You have, you have time to be intentional. You have the time to be intentional. Yeah. In ways you didn't before. Um, yeah. Yes. Well, guys, I mean, Carrie and I are, <laughs> we literally could probably talk for two hours. I don't know. <laughs> if you How long want. has it been? I haven't even looked at the time. 54 minutes, honey. <laughs> <laughs> we could probably talk for like two two hours but i want to um any last minute thought or last thoughts carrie before we sign off and if you guys love this me and carrie are not opposed to talking about another topic any other time (laughs) oh you're saying this could be like a like a normal thing i would love that that would be awesome um i guess just tying it into social responsibility um I mean, it's in the words, like you have response, taking responsibility for your society, um, I think is a very much like, like Galatians 610 of um, uh, take care for each other's burdens and taking that on. And I think that literally bearing someone else's um, cross, bearing someone else's burdens um, is a part of social responsibility. It, It, I think it's the essence of it. So um, that's how this ties in basically if you're wondering what does this mean like how does this fit into being socially responsible when Christ has become the center of your life and the spirit has empowered you you um, must be moved toward action mm-hmm. whenever I read the bible that's um, I think makes makes it just so come to life is whenever we're moved towards action yeah so. yeah and I think I'll end with this uh, again I talked about why the my podcast originally started the beautiful collision but i i'm a huge disbeliever in general that um stories change the world and stories people's stories really help encourage one another but also convict one another and also like show people more of jesus and so you know i think that ties into this community conversation because i think as you dive into doing life with people and doing you know having community you start to share their stories you start to know their lives and other people and i think god uses people's lives to encourage um to uplift to sanctify Mm -hmm. to keep accountable like he uses our stories and our lives to do that and so i think the more Mm -hmm. you hone into that you're only going to be a better person because of it like again god didn't leave Adam by himself. 
you know he 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 brought eve you know soon after that and and even he is three and one so it just was not his plan at all and then we're going to be in heaven together in community so it just was not his plan at all to just do individual christianity um or just to be an individual person and just be solely independent without people doing life with you it just it just wasn't his plan <laughs> awesome well thank Simply you put, yeah yes thank you guys for the socially responsible podcast listeners um thanks for listening to me and yes beautiful collision well, listeners thanks so much for tuning in you picked a really good podcast to listen to oh you're sweet you guys are awesome i hope you guys follow both of us again the socially responsible podcast we're we're both on anchor and spotify um and apple podcast and, and when i when we post this we'll actually have both of our little i guess logos um and we'll you know we'll send you all the links and stuff and things like that and we'll put it in each of our podcasts but yeah so you can get us on all three platforms so definitely go check the other one out